shaping the culture. We talk both culture and theology. Hey, folks, is reading that Bible. We don't claim to have all the answers. I don't know how to word this, but that doesn't stop us from having honest conversation. (laughs) What is up, everybody? How y'all doing? Uh, Hope y'all doing well, because we got a treat for you guys today. This has been... Man, this is this has been this has been in the making for a while trying to get this episode. Um, it all this conversation started back in 2017, whether you believe it or not, and uh, it's finally here. Now, I just want to throw this out there, guys. Uh, this conversation isn't long. This interview isn't long, and it wasn't planned to be that way. Uh, my dearest apologies. I know you guys are probably expecting something really long. But it just didn't work out that way this time. Uh, we got with us uh, for today's episode, as you guys probably already know, um, KB. And uh, let me explain to you why it's not as long as I would have hoped it to be. Um, so, again, been having this conversation since 2017, and uh, was really hoping to have this conversation in Chicago. We actually, me and Mickey and uh, Cal and my brother Barnabas, we actually went out to Chicago to uh, for the Unashamed tour to kind of have this conversation with KB. Just due to time restrictions, it didn't work out. So we're like, all right, cool, we'll do it over the phone. But I was like, nah, I really wanted a video attached to this interview, right? I had this huge, epic plan in my head for it to go a certain way. And then it turned out that he was actually going to be here uh, for National Day of Prayer. Uh, Nick Hall was putting on this event, as he does every year. Um, And I was like, oh, bet, like, let's do that. So I reached out to KV, and he's like, yo, let's... Let's make it happen. I'll try to make it happen. And so I we got there today and uh, literally, guys, like, let me explain to you guys. This man, he's here working like he was very, very, very busy. At one point, I actually didn't think it was going to happen, to be honest. I was like, man, he's just got a lot going on. He doesn't have a bunch of leisure time. And uh, we got in, and then as soon as he was like ready, we had us meet at us. We had to go to a certain point, get there, find out. He's like in a production meeting, so we had to wait a little longer. So we waited about like an hour and a half or two. Uh, just and it's like the concert is coming up, like it's getting time. And I was like, man, I don't know if this is gonna happen. And like, no, let's, let's make it happen. So we get to his green room or uh, his just uh, just where they have him set up, and find out, yo, he has to go to another meeting in about like 15 minutes. So at this point, I was like, oh my goodness, are we gonna do it? And he's like, he was so up for it, he was so down for it, and it really blessed me. And uh, he. he he was just somebody that really believed in it and wanted it to happen. And uh, I've been bugging this guy for a couple of years and just even his attitude. He's just like, thank you for not giving up and doing what you can to make this happen. And man, just you guys are going to see this, this interview in a second, just the way he answered questions, the heart behind it, like he was present and he was there and um, I texted him after and we're going to have to do something uh, different for you guys as well. So we're going to do another one. Well, I don't know when that's going to be, but we'll have a longer conversation um, as well. He was working on this trip. So uh, with the time that he was able to give, he gave it. And so, so graciously. And so I'm excited for you guys. Like just even the little conversation that we had, uh, he had answers and he had things to say that really got me thinking and really convicted me. And uh, this this brother is deep, man. He he He's a thinker. He's a theologian. 
And so he has a lot of things to say that will really help. And so, uh, yeah, without further ado, guys, this is my interview with KB. All right, we got the one and only KB with us. KB, how you feeling today? Man, I'm out here in these streets, man, <laughs> just singing my song, you know. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing this. This is like a long time coming. Yes. I know I reached out to you a while ago, and uh, for you to have uh, time for us means a lot. I know you're really busy. You're here uh, for a show, so thank you for your time. Amen. means a lot. Amen. Let me, um, where do I start? Let me, <laughs> trying to get everything in uh, 10, 10, 15. Um, yeah. Uh, how do you what's next for you right now I know you've been releasing singles and I know they're all been fire by the way and there's one particular song I actually wanted to get into but uh, what's kind of like the game out do you have an album coming soon or is this private information no 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 I'm uh, always working and um, I'm enjoying the way that things are set up now Uh, being in the digital age and we just have direct to fan access where we don't need to take eight months and you know back away from the world and put an album together and then release that one album and then promote it for two years but like we can make a song I'm literally making songs in the studio and just putting them out so um, I feel like the fans have appreciated that more I simultaneously want to give a body of work so I am working on this worship hip hop um, project right now but uh but yeah, I'm just I got more coming, man. I, I got two more coming before the summer. Uh and that's that's just been my sort of creative release and um it has felt uh freeing to me to not get caught in the perfectionistic ways that we creators uh sometimes are burdened by and just man, write a song, record it. If we all like it enough, I just throw it out. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Speaking of like a worship rap album. Um, the very first concert I went to, I was like a sophomore in college. This is a while ago. And you were at Bethel University. You probably don't remember this. But um, you, in the middle of your set, brought on a worship song. And you had everybody worshiping. And, and that, to me, I was, I was expecting rap. I was expecting sure. a hip-hop show. But you bringing worship into that uh, space literally blew my mind away. And it was just a moment. I mean, I remember looking around and people had their hands raised and they were acknowledging that God was in that place. And every time I've gone to your concert, I just leave more courageous. I leave more uh, encouraged to love God and serve people. Uh, How much time do you put into crafting your set and thinking about what you want people to take away from what you're doing? Uh, Great question. Um, Man, there's a lot that goes into the set. Mo who's my drummer, uh, also doubles as my um, music director. And uh, he just has a natural bend towards, well, he's mad churchy. That brother grew up in the church church, so praise and worship is kind of the air we breathe. Um, And uh, so it's who we are naturally. So when we approach sets, um, we're thinking about how to capture the moments that mean the most to us. Worship means a lot to us. Turn up means a lot to us. Profound thought means a lot to us. And our thing between Mo and I is how do we um, how do we make moments for the audience? So when we think through a set, like we have a 20-minute set, we literally count how many moments are in there. Okay, there, there's a journey moment. Here's a worship moment. Here's a you know reflection moment. And if we can hit our quota of moments, um, we, we, we got a set. Then we go out and... 
every show is a performance and a practice, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. we're performing it, but then we're also going back saying this is what we feel like can be better. This can be refined. This can be extended. Yeah. This, you know, needs to go, whatever. So yeah. that's that's kind of been the process, and the Lord has blessed it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Awesome. Um, you released a single this year called Die Rich. Yeah. And, uh, was that this year? Was that this year? Maybe it was last Yeah, this I think year? it was this. Oh, okay, maybe it was. I don't know. Um, but in that song, uh, you talk about what it looks like um, to give everything that comes to us back to the kingdom. Yeah. Why did you feel like it was important for you to make a song uh, that talked about money and how to steward money? Um, yeah. I, I know for us, man, if, if we had time, we could really get into it. But... Um, money is a huge deal, especially for us second-generation immigrants where yeah. we, we, we want to make a lot of money, yeah. and a lot of it is because we're thinking about our families sure. and their future. Yeah. And in that, in that journey, we're, we're trying to keep um, our hearts pure. We're trying to keep um, our hearts uh, uh, in the right place so that we don't get lost in riches, right? right? And so, yeah, why did you decide to make that song? And how do you, what does it look like to steward money um, in a way that would really honor and glorify? I know that's a, that's a huge question, sure, but sure. Anyway, the way you can answer it. So, um, so one, I, uh, I realized that money is a central part to everybody's life. Um, we all, well, at least most of us like making money. Um, we like uh, not being in debt, uh, and we don't realize that money is one of the prime ways that we demonstrate our relationship with God, whether we're good with him or not good with him. The Bible talks about money almost more than anything else uh, in the New Testament in your, in your relationship with it. Um, and uh, so I, I feel like if not money, money or possessions, whatever, but that Bible, Jesus talks about it a lot. And I feel like having a a kind of biblical um, vision for money has everything to do with whether you are growing in God or you're growing away from God. Um, I unashamedly say that I'm a capitalist, um, and I am a, but I'm around other capitalists, and I, I hear how we talk. And from even Christian capitalists, you would think that their money is theirs and not God's. So one of the things that the Bible is also clear about is that the resources that you do have have been given to you to maintain. You are a a, uh, borrower, um, and you have to give an account for what you did with that money. So when I said in Die Rich that every dollar I make belongs to someone else, I'm saying that Though I'm trying to make as much as I can, save as much as I can, give as much as I can, every dollar has a name written on it. If, if is, is this for giving to the needs of the church? Is this for supporting uh, the needs of a mission? Is this for my children's inheritance? Is this to get rid of debt? Is this to establish value? Is this to expand? No dollar just exists for me to be throwing at clubs or no, no, no dollar I have exists for me to, uh, to just spend on all my sort of pleasures. Now, that's a difficult thing to do. I am well pleased by food, and it's hard for me to not <laughs> just throw my money on crab legs weekly. Um, but the, the, the principle remains is that God has given me money for the purpose of stewardship 
and showing that he is better than money. And uh, and there's multiple ways in which you do in, in which we in, in multiple multiple ways in which we we do that and we display that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's good. Um, Last question, uh, HGA. That's that's the law. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, it means his glory alone. Um, what does that mean to you? And how do you try to abide by that in all that you do? And how do you encourage us to to live a life that's really about the Lord's glory? Right. Um, so a lot of folks know my story. I was um, rescued um, from the devil, from myself, um, from the world at 16. Someone gave me a Christian hip hop CD. Had eight songs on it, eight songs of gospel presentation. I believed on Jesus that day. Uh, I've been walking with Jesus ever since. Um, and I, I have no confusion over the fact that nothing more important will happen to me in my life. No Grammy, no, no Dove, no, no uh, you know, sort of <laughs> payment from a venture capitalist, no opportunity. There's nothing that's going to happen to me in this life. Yeah that is more important than what Christ has done in my heart. Him saving me for a reality that extends way beyond anything that I experience in this world. Any joy, any pleasure, including the good pleasures like family and my wife, there's nothing that I have accomplished that I have gotten to share in that holds a candle to what Jesus has accomplished on my behalf. And what he accomplished on my behalf brings, it brings ultimate happiness to me. Yeah. Happiness that not only lasts for now, but goes into eternity. We would argue that a happiness that's going to blow up on you at the end of the night, yeah. and you have it for a moment, but then it turns on you, and, yeah. and that's not real happiness. Yeah. Um, but a happiness that, that goes beyond circumstance and extends into eternity, that's true happiness. That's what he gives me. Yeah. Him doing that brings ultimate glory to himself. And every time Christ is bringing glory to himself because he's glorified by loving and saving you, okay? We are the benefactors, you feel me? So when I talk about the the spectrum of of living for God's glory, I'm I'm thinking about all the ways that he is intended to bring joy to your life by you following his ways. And when I say his glory alone, it covers all of life. And wherever you find yourself, that if you can find true north, which is glory, you can find his glory in that situation, God will be pleased, which is pleasurable. I like knowing that God's pleased with me. But there is also an existential sort of reality that God will be with you in your fight. God will be with you in your decision. God will be with you in your home. And his presence is a real help. And uh, so that's what I mean by his glory alone. It's it's a commitment um, to see him lifted up, which is exactly where I see my joy lifted up. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Really Absolutely. appreciate this. Um, Thank you for the Ethiopian food. Yeah, you got some Ethiopian food here. Go ahead and get a close-up on it, though. <laughs> get a close-up on it, though. Yeah, and so uh, excited to see you perform tonight. Uh, and uh, thank you once more. God bless you, bro. Well, there you have it. That's K to the second letter. 
uh, KV with us on shaping the culture. Um, so good, man. I'm still, you know, recorded this maybe like I don't know, four or five hours ago, and I'm still meditating on that last bit he talked about when it comes to, you know, there is nothing greater than what Jesus has done for us on the cross. There is no greater success story than that of Jesus and him conquering sin and death so that we may be children uh, of God. And so uh, that's so good. I mean, there's layers to that. And if we had more time, I would ask them. But man, KB, if you're listening, thank you so much, brother, for uh, being on here. Uh, we love you here. Uh, appreciate you. We're a fan of your music and uh, keep doing what you're doing. We're praying for you. And uh, for our listeners, thanks for tuning in once more. Uh, until next time, family, peace and love.